All right, so in this video, we're going to learn about classes in Ruby. Now, if we go to the documentation for uh, class over in the Ruby docs, we can read here, it says, classes in Ruby are first class objects. Each is an instance of class class, okay? Now, typically you create a new class by using this class keyword right here and then some name and then some code describing the class behavior inside of uh, the class definition and then you end off the definition of the class with the end keyword here. Um, and then you see when a new class is created, an object of type class is initialized and assigned to a global constant. So in this example above here, it would be assigned to name because that's the name they provided for this class. Now, we've been using, uh, we've seen instances of classes previously, right? We've been working with strings, all of our string objects. Those are instances of the class string. In arrays, we made a, array literals, you know, uh, with just square bracket notation, array literals, and fill it with elements. Um, those are instances of the array class. We've made some hashes, some hash literals. Those are instances of the hash class. But each of those classes, string, hash, array, integer, those classes are all instances of the class class with a capital C. So that's a constant there. So right now, what we're going to look at is creating our own classes. And I mentioned before in previous videos that um, one way to think about classes are like blueprints, okay? They're blueprints from which you can create objects from that adhere to the the parameters of that blueprint, right? So let's look at, uh, and actually, and I think uh, I also furthered that um, or gave an example of that in a previous video too. Um, we're talking about houses, right? Houses are typically made of blueprints. Um, you know, for our, our case right now, let's say that all houses uh, construction-wise look the same, but they're all a different color, right? So you can use a class to make a house class. That would be how you would make new uh, objects or new instances of the house class, um, or that's the blueprint that would be used to make new instances of the house class. And then the way uh, thing, you could differentiate, differentiate between them, uh, let's say by paint color, for example, um, you could differentiate those by setting an attribute uh, for paint color or exterior color, for example, uh, on a per instance basis. So every time you make a new instance of the house class, you could say this one's gonna be a red house, this next one will be a purple house, this one will be a green house, then a blue house, okay? They would still all be houses, still built the same way, but they would have different colors, different attributes uh, associated with each instance. So why don't we go put this into practice right now and build an actual house class uh, for ourselves so that we can start to get familiar with uh, how we make our own classes and then we'll look at how we can assign attributes to instances of, um, uh, our, of our house class. Okay, so back over in our terminal here, let's make a new Ruby program file called house.rb. So I'm gonna use the touch command to make a new file. So I'll say touch house.rb, hit enter, and then let's open up Visual Studio Code here in this current directory and then find, okay, here we are, we're in our house.rb file, perfect. So let's just do the bare minimum here. Let's make just, a, uh, just an empty house class, okay? So just like we saw in the documentation here, the way we do this is we use the class keyword, just like this, class, and then we give it uh, a constant, the name of the class here, okay? So in this case, let's just say house. 
capital H. And then let's go ahead and end uh, this off. We'll say end just like that and save this file. Okay, so we have made uh, one of the most simplest classes of our own that we could possibly make here. That's all we've done is define that class. However, we can already use this um, and make new instances of house objects uh, or uh, make new instances of the house class uh, right now. So if we wanted to do that, we could say, uh, let's do house one equals house. The way you make new instances of a class is by using the new method. So you would say dot new, house dot new, just like this. And we're gonna save the object that gets created right here with this um, the new method. We're gonna save that off to this local variable house one. And then let's just, uh, let's do a P house one uh, at the end here. Okay, and we'll save this off. And now let's go back to our terminal and let's run this program file and see what we get. So back over here, I'm gonna clear out my terminal. And now I wanna run my house.rb uh, file. And the way we do that is we pass that file name to our Ruby interpreter. So we say Ruby house.rb, we hit enter on that. We will see that the result uh, that we see printed out to our terminal here is this uh, kind of you know cryptic looking syntax here. This is just uh, the, a, a representation of the house object that we just created in our program file, this one right here. Okay, so we've seen how to create um, a new house object. Okay, we just use the new method and we could create as many of these as we wanted to. So in fact, let's do this. Let's say, uh, let's make 10 houses. So we can use our times method here. We can say 10.times do, okay? And then uh, let's make sure to end this off here. So we're gonna wrap all of our code here uh, inside this uh, block here. Let's go ahead and get our indentation going here. And actually I wanna change this uh, indent using spaces to, okay? So let's clean this up a bit, okay? So let's say 10.times do, we're gonna make a house, let's no longer save this off to a, uh, a house one variable, let's just uh, delete this one portion from here. So we'll just make house.new, and honestly we could just shorten this up and say p house.new 10 times. Um, let's go ahead and do that actually. So I'll go to the beginning over here and I'm just gonna delete up to uh, that capital H there. And then I'm gonna delete this whole line. And then in front of here, I'll add that P uh, call right here. So we'll print out the result of house.new and we're gonna do that 10 times. So we're gonna make 10 houses here. So let's go back to our uh, terminal here and let's recall that last uh, command that we ran. We'll run our file again and we see we've made uh, 10 house objects and each one is, is different. You can look at these numbers here and they all have different uh, values to them. So these are 10 totally different instances of the house class. Now, one thing to note, um, you know, everything in Ruby is an object. So all of these instances of the house class that we've created, these are all objects. Uh, in the past, whoops, uh, in the past, uh, where we made individual strings, uh, those strings, the string literals, those are all objects. The integers we've dealt with in the past, integers are objects. Everything in Ruby is an object. Um, that includes classes as well. So this class house, that is an object itself. 
and we could check that too. So we can use the constant house. And we can say house.name. And let's uh, let's print that out before we make uh, 10 houses here. So we'll say p house.name. Okay. And let's go back to our program, our, our terminal, and uh, rerun this. Not that. Ruby uh, house.rb. Okay. So we see that the first thing we get printed out is the name uh, associated with our constant here, with our class house. It is house. Uh, another thing we could do is we could find out the class of house. So house itself, uh, as we saw in the documentation, is an instance of the class class. So restating that fact, uh, what do you think the result here is going to be uh, printed out to the screen when we call it house.class? I'll let you think about it. I'll pop back over to my terminal. I'm going to clear that out. And then I'm going to uh, run our program file again. So it's class. So the class of house is class itself. Remember, new classes are instances of the class class. I know that sounds a little bit confusing. And we're going to uh, get into more of this stuff when we talk uh, start talking about inheritance. Um, so don't don't stress too much about it right now um if this is like murky and not totally clear about this house being an instance of the class class we're going to talk about that more and dive into inheritance in a later video but i just want to start exposing you to this stuff now to start laying the foundation or planting the seeds uh that we will water in later videos so this is great and all we can make in however many instances of house uh that we want to um but how do we start giving them features of their own that can make them separate from each other? You know, because right now they're just all instances of houses. There's nothing other than that they're different objects. There's nothing really unique besides that about them. There's no data associated to them to, to make them special or no attributes of them, right? So how do we go about giving a house? In the, in the example, in the beginning of the video, let's say we wanted to be able to say the exterior color of each house or just the color of each house. Let's not say exterior color, just the color of each house. How do we go about assigning the color to a house when we make a new instance of the house class? Well, the way we go about doing that is by defining a specific method inside the body of our class definition for house. So if I go back up to the top here, and where we have our class keyword being used and we're uh, defining the house class, inside the body of that class definition, we use a method called initialize, or we need to define a method called initialize. So we define so with the def keyword, and then the name of the method is initialize. So def initialize, and let's just end it off for now and stop here. So this initialize method, you will never call this method directly this method gets called behind the scenes when you call the new method on a class. Okay, so when you say house.new, behind the scenes, Ruby will, at some point in time, it call this initialize method. It will run, evaluate some code, and then at the end, uh, we'll give you back your new uh, house object in this case, or your new house instance. So, with that, the way we can uh, assign a color to each house instance is by inside of our initialize method here or actually to in in our uh, definition of the initialize method taking an argument 
So let's just say we want an argument of color for now. We'll do a positional argument. Uh, remember there's positional arguments, which is just the name of an argument. If you had a few of them, say color, uh, size, whatever, um, you would just name them out, comma, separated like this. Uh, and then we also have keyword arguments, if you don't remember, uh, which end in the colon. And you could have as many of those as you want to. We could do uh, size here as well and you know keep going down the list. But let's just do a positional argument for now, just color. So... Uh, then inside the method body for our initialized method, we can assign uh, color to a variable. Now inside the method body for the initialized method, we can assign that color to a variable. So now up to this point, we've only seen local variables. We're now going to start getting exposure to some other variables that Ruby has to offer for us or to us. And this one is uh, going to be an instance variable. Okay. It's going to look very similar to a local variable with one key difference. Um, the way the one key difference is that the instance variables begin with a single at sign. So we'll say uh, at, and then let's just say color equals color. Okay. So what we're going to do is this color variable, uh, when this argument comes in, we're going to assign it to the at color instance variable. Okay. That's, that is how, uh, when we make a new instance of the uh, house class, that's how we can assign a color to every new instance that we make of the house class. Okay, so what we do is when we call new, we act, that's where we actually pass in the color argument that we want to associate to a new house. Okay, so let's, uh, let's look at that now. So let's get rid of the 10.time stuff and let's go ahead and get uh, rid of this as well. Just make it uh, simple for ourselves. So let's say house.new, let's say we want a blue house. So we'll say, we'll pass in the string blue right here, okay? So we'll save that. So when we call new.new .new on house, that's going to behind the scenes call this initialized method at some point. And then that this blue argument that we pass to new is going to get forwarded on to this initialized method and set as the, uh, what the at color instance variable points to, okay? So save that file, let's hop back into our terminal, clear this out, and let's run our program file again and see what we get. So now, we see we have a new thing. Before, we only saw this bit uh, printed out to the screen here. But now we see that we have at color equals blue. So we've successfully assigned this uh, color attribute to this house instance, okay? So now we're starting to see, hopefully, um, how we can assign data uh, two new instances of classes here. Okay. Okay. So we can now make new instances, instances of the house class, and we can assign them colors. Uh, what if we wanted to get the color of a given house object? How would we go about doing that? We have a few options. Let's look at, um, the long way first, and then we'll see, uh, some, uh, benefits, uh, beneficial syntax that Ruby gives us to uh, remove a, a lot of this uh, long form code here. So one thing we can do is we can define our own little reader method here. So we can say def <clears throat> color, and then uh, let's go ahead and end that definition off. And then inside of here, we can simply call on the at color instance variable, okay? So what that's going to do is if we have a house instance like we have here, we can call this color method on it and it is just going to simply read the value 
out of this that is uh, referenced by this at color instance variable. So if we come down here, and instead of saying uh, print right here, let's just go ahead and save this off to a house local variable. So we'll say house equals house dot new blue, and then below here let's print out. Uh, let's do a puts for house dot color. Okay. So we've defined, uh, and we'll dig into this more in the future too, but what we've done right here uh, is we've defined an instance method, okay? So this method color that we've defined only works on instances of the house class. We cannot call this color method directly on the house constant here. We, so if we tried to do, uh, let's go ahead and try it. If we did house with a capital H dot color, uh, we will see that we will get an error here. So let's go ahead and run our program and look at these two uh out, the output of these two calls here so ruby house.rb okay so we see the first thing we see is blue printed out to the screen that is the result of this line of code running here we're calling color on this new instance of uh the house class that we created here okay and that rightfully outputs blue because that's the the uh, value that we assigned to the at color instance variable here the, and then, so here we called that color method and it's simply just reading that value out of that instance variable. However, when we tried to call color on our house uh, constant here, we see that we get undefined method color for our house class, no method error. So again, we will see how we can uh, define methods that can be called on the house class in the, in, uh, in the future here. Um, but for right now, we're just dealing with instance level methods. We're only going to be able to call these methods on instances of the house class. Okay, so with that out the way now, I'm going to delete that line. And what about if we wanted to change the color? If we decide to repaint the house, we want to make our blue house green. How would we go about uh, allowing the color attribute to be changed for our new house that we just created here? So uh, the long form way to do that is just uh, to define a new method. Uh, we could say color. Now remember, uh, right now you might be thinking, well, Colin, we already defined a color method up here. If you redefine it here, it's gonna overwrite this one like I mentioned in a previous video. Uh, there's gonna be one difference here. What we can do is say def color equals, just like this, and then open up an argument list. And we can say, let's just name the, the parameter or the argument uh, new color, for example, okay? And then let's end that method off. So inside of here, now what we can do is we can say at color equals new color, just like this. All right, let me save that. So now down here, what we can do is we can say house.color. Now you might think that you have to write this method out like color with the equals right up against the end of the word color there and then open up the argument list and pass in, uh, I know I said green, but let's do purple. Um, so you might think that you have to write this method like this, and you can, this won't be a problem, but Ruby does offer us the ability to space this out and make this look a little bit prettier and not have these parentheses over here. So we, we look, it looks like we're doing assignment right here, and that's really what we're doing. We're doing assignment, but it looks more like the assignment that we're used to seeing, uh, especially as we've seen up, in, up until like where we are in this section now of like local variable assignment assigning local variables to points of values or objects, right? So we can write that method or call that method in a, in a similar syntax. So now that we've reassigned the color attribute to a point to purple, let's go ahead and print that result out down here. So let's just say puts 
house.color again. So we're going to call this method now. And if we've done everything correctly here, by the time we get down here and call this, we should have overwritten the previous value that we initially assigned to blue. It should now be purple. So let's go ahead and save that. And then let's hop back into our terminal. We'll clear this. And then let's rerun our program and see what we get. And indeed, we initially get blue because we did our uh, we instantiated. That's what this process is called when you called uh, when you call the new method and you make a new instance of a class. That process is called instantiation. Okay, so we've inst instantiated uh, a new instance of house. We've saved that to this local variable called house, and then we read out the color, which was blue this first time. So we successfully get blue right here. Okay, oops. And then we used our writer method to overwrite that value and reassign it to point to purple. And then we called the house.color method again. We're rereading that attribute now. And since we've overwritten it with the, uh, that previous color equals call, now we get purple. So a second ago, I said something about uh, writing attributes, okay? These two methods, or these two styles of methods, are what are called readers and writers, or getters and setters. Um, they, in this case, it is a reader or a getter. It's gonna read the value that's stored in this instance variable or get the value that's stored in this instance variable. And this method here is your setter or writer style of this method, right? We're going to write to that attribute or set a new value to that attribute, right? Now, this is fine, and in some cases, you have to write them this way. Uh, it depends on what you're trying to do, but Ruby is nice enough to offer us a shorthand for uh, defining these two methods. So let's look at those next. So what we're doing right here is we're, we're assigning attributes and reading attribute values of instances, okay? So uh, with that in mind, we can actually, we can, like I just said, we can do, uh, Ruby offers us a shorthand uh, way to do this. What we can do instead, I'm just going to simply comment these out for now. Uh, what we can do is, uh, let's just go up to the top here. We can use what's called uh, adder accessors or adder readers or adder writers and pass them, pass that method or those method symbols of the attributes that we want associated methods for. So let's first uh, look at uh, just attribute reader, okay? So if we wanted just this method, let's go ahead and uh, comment these two lines out here where we're doing the uh, reassignment and then reading that value out again. Let's just start here, okay? So we initialize the new house to blue and then we wanna read that color attribute, right? Instead of defining this method this way, what we can do is we can come in here and say uh, adder reader, so A-T-T-R uh, underscore reader, okay? I, I pronounce that adder reader. I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of other folks do as well. You can say attribute reader if you want, uh, but just as long as you understand what we're doing here. So you say adder reader, and then that takes uh, a symbol or a group of symbols uh, for the attributes that you want to define um, reader methods for, okay? So in this case, let's just say colon color, okay? So we'll save that off. Again, th this code is common out, so these methods are no longer in play, but uh, they are defined by Ruby this way by using this shorthand syntax. So with that saved, we should be able to run this program file and uh, have it behave just like before and not see any errors here. So 
Back on the terminal, I'll say Ruby house.rb. If we hit enter, we see indeed we get blue printed out. So that's how you define um, reader methods, the shorthand way. And if you had more, uh, let's say if we had size, you would just do a comma and a space and say size and then comma and then, I don't know, uh, uh, floors maybe for the number of levels in a house. Okay, you can pass as many as you want here. In our case right now, we're only dealing with color. So that's great. Uh, what about the writer style method? How do we do that? Well, that's where add, uh, adder writer comes into play. So we say ATTR writer, just like this. And then you pass it just like I just showed you with the reader, uh, a symbol or a, a number of symbols that you want to define writer methods for. So in this case, we can just say color here again. Let's save this off. And then uh, back down here, let's go ahead and uncomment these two lines so that they run so that we instantiate a new house. We read its initial color value, uh, color attribute. We reassign purple to its color attribute. And then we read that updated color attribute. So let's go ahead and go back to our terminal and run this and see what we get. And indeed, we see the same behavior as writing the longhand form methods of the getter and setters. So we see blue initially and then purple uh, once we've overwritten that color attribute. Now, Ruby offers us an even shorter uh, way to write both of these, okay? If we want to do both of these, the other option here, I'll just comment these out. If you want both a reader and a writer for a certain attribute or multiple attributes, you can use uh, adder accessor, okay? So we say adder underscore A-C-C-E-S-S-O-R. And then again, you pass it a symbol or a number of symbols, uh, you know, like a group of symbols, right? Uh, size could be the next one if you wanted to, just like this. And it would define readers and writers or getters and setters for each attribute uh, or for each symbol that you uh, pass to that method. So if we do this, our code should run just as it did previously. Let's go back to our terminal, rerun our program, and indeed it does. All right, so back over in our code here, let's uh, let's clean up uh, our class here with, and let's get rid of all these comments that we have here right now. So I'm just going to delete these two lines. Uh, let's see, I'm going to come down here, and let's say I want to delete uh, like these next seven lines here, and we'll just close this off to make it nice and clean again. So let's add an attribute for um, style uh, because, you know, houses have many different styles. You have like your... Uh, Let's see, your craftsman style home, your colonial style home, your mid-century mid modern style home, Mediterranean. Uh, there's some other uh, styles too. There's a bunch. But um, just th th that's just a few. That's <laughs> a name of a few. But uh, let's go ahead and allow um, a style to be added uh, uh, when we make a new instance of a uh, house class here. So we'll add this uh, style parameter here. And then we will say at style equals style, right? So that we can assign it when we uh, instantiate a new house object. And then in the uh, top here for adder accessor, let's go ahead and also pass in style right here as a symbol so that we get those um, getters and setters or reader and writers uh, defined for us by Ruby. So now, uh, let's see, let's come down here to line 10 here. And then in addition to blue here, Let's say we want this to be a craftsman style home. So we'll say craftsman right here. Okay. And now uh, what we can do is we can put uh, house.style. 
Okay, I'm going to uh, delete these two lines right here. Get rid of that. We'll save this. Now, if we go back to our terminal and run our program, we should see uh, that output. So let's say Ruby house.rb. And indeed, we do. So we've got a blue craftsman house now that, uh, that we've created. So that's great. Okay, so we've seen here how we can um, set up data for instances of a class or um, define and set values for attributes of an instance of a class. What about for the class itself? For example, what if we wanted to uh, keep a, a running count of however many of how many um, house instances we've created? Uh, as every time we create a new one, we want to increment the count. Okay, so what we can do then in that case is we can use class variables to keep track of that data. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come uh, just inside of the uh, opening line of our class house definition here, our house class definition. Uh, and what I'm going to do is define a, uh, a class variable. Okay. Now class variables are going to look very similar to instance variables with the exception of that. They have two at signs at the beginning of them. So let's make one called at at count, for example. Okay. And let's set that initially to zero. All right. I'm going to put a line here just to break things up and make it a little uh, easier to read here. Uh, so what we'd want to do, so we start this count at zero. Okay. Now, every time we make a new instance of this class, we want to increment this uh, at, at count class variable here. So the way we would do that is we would come down inside of our uh, initialize method here. And uh, we could do this at the beginning or at the end. I'm going to do it at the end here. What we can do is say at, at count, okay? And then we can just say plus equals one, okay? So we, we'll make a new instance of a house. We'll assign its attributes like we're doing here. And then before we return from our initialize method, we're going to go ahead and increment the class variable by one. Now, what we'd like to have happen is we'd like to have the ability to... Uh, you know, read the value of this uh, add at count class variable. Okay. Now, similar to how we initially did the long form method definitions for the getters and setters or the readers and writers for our instances of uh, house the house class. Um, we, and again, we, we later, you know, refactored into using the adder accessor thing here. But when we, when we wrote them the long way, we would need to do that same thing here to, uh, to in order to read this value of this class variable here, okay? But there's gonna be a, a difference here. Um, and I alluded to this back uh, earlier in the video that we'd be talking about how we could call methods on the house class itself. So the way we do that is by defining a class method, okay? Now, in order to get into uh, talking about class methods, we have to talk about um, something that is known as self. So self in Ruby is a keyword that references the current object. Okay. Now let's uh, back up first here and outside of our class definition, I'm just going to add a, a couple lines before it. Let's do right out here. Let's do a puts of self. Okay. And let's go to our uh, terminal and run this. So I'm going to say house.rb or ruby.house.rb. And uh, we see our, our printouts at the end for the, uh, attributes of the house class that we created uh, or the instance of the house class that we created. But the first thing we see is main. Okay. So outside of the class definition for our house class, we are in like the top level scope of our Ruby program. Okay. So self in this uh, context 
or in this scope is an object known as main, okay? When we define class house, when we use this class keyword and then say house at the end, we create a new scope by doing so, okay? So if we come inside of our class uh, definition here and I say puts self here, let's save that off and go back to our terminal and run this and see what we get. So now we get house after main, okay? So now we are in the context, the current object in this context is the house class itself, okay? Now, uh, if we come inside of this initialize method here and we say put self, let's save that and we'll come back to our uh, terminal here. I'm just gonna clear it out. And then we run this again. Now self is referring to this new house instance that we've created in the initialization process here, okay? Or in the instantiation process here. So the def keyword creates new scopes. And when that happens, you are in self is going to be a different object here, okay? So all of this to say is that the way we define uh, class methods is in this case uh, outside or just inside the uh, definition of our house class, we would define a class method by doing something like this i will say def self dot and let's just say count in this case okay and we'll end that method off i'm giving myself a line here and what we want to do is we want to read this value of the that's stored in the uh or referenced by the add at count class variable here so in order to get that value out we can say just simply at at count, just like we did when we wrote the long form way of uh, defining the uh, readers and writers or getters and setters for color. So with this, uh, let's go ahead and save this. And then down at the bottom here, before we make a new house, let's say puts house dot count. Okay. And then let's go at the end after we make a new house and read its attributes uh, the, uh, out of it on lines 23 and 24, let's do that same thing again. So puts house.count. So when we save this and we go run this, we should initially see, uh, well, we'll see all our different calls to what self is and as we're changed, uh, moving through different scopes, we'll see all that. And then we will see what we should see is house.count should be one, should give us back zero. I'm sorry. Then we'll make a new house, read its uh, attribute values, and then reprint out the count which should then be one because we incremented it right here. So let's go back to our terminal, I'll clear it out, and let's run our program now and see what we get. So, okay, so we get main, okay, that's coming from this first puts of self call right here. Then we get house once we enter a new scope, we're in the scope of the uh, house class now, so the current object in this context or in this scope is house itself. All right, let's go back to the terminal and see what we get, then we get zero. The reason we get zero is because of this house.count call right here. Then we get house, uh, this house object printed out here. That is because on this next line, we instantiated a new house. Uh, remember new behind the scenes, we'll call this initialize method. The first thing we do in that initialize method is put self right here. So that's why we see the, um, the new house object here being printed out. Okay, so then we assign all of our attributes for that instance okay then we increment our class variable by one so then we print out those attributes from the new house that we created so we see blue and craftsman then we see one which is the newly incremented uh, result and we are printing that out again here so house.count 
we, uh, we're now showing the updated value that is now uh, stored in the add account class variable. So it might seem a little out of order here, the uh, output that we're seeing on the, in our terminal, um, because you know we get the main and the house call, then we have the zero, and then we get this instance, uh, and then the attributes printed out, and then the updated count. Um, if we go back to our program file, you might think that perhaps this would all uh, execute in order, and so we do see the main object being printed out first, and then we see house second. Uh, you might have expected to see uh, the house instance uh, printed out here, um, but we did not in that case. What actually happened is after we did, after we saw uh, self uh, for house being printed out to the terminal, then we, we saw a zero. So our program, the output from our program, it seems like it's jumping around a little bit here. And then it's not until this line executes that we actually see um, the house instance getting uh, printed out to the terminal and then the rest of our program uh, accordingly. Um, so just to kind of uh, quickly talk about this, you know, when we pass a program file to the Ruby interpreter, it's going to take that file and, and evaluate it. Um, but certain things will not execute right away. Um, the reason that this put statement here does not execute right away is because uh, it's within this uh, method definition context here. So it's not until we go to actually execute this method by calling the new method here that the code inside the method body actually gets run. Now, one thing I also want to touch on uh, real quick, actually, let me go ahead and delete these uh, puts calls in here of self and then get rid of this one and get rid of that line here. Um, this class method that we're defining here. So you can see we're using self uh, as the explicit receiver of this count method, right? Like we're defining this count method on this self object here. Uh, this is what's known as, well, first of all, it is uh, referred to as a class method, but it's also a singleton method, okay? This count method is only available on this single house object here, the, the class, the house class itself. This method is only available here. We cannot call count on an instance of the house class, uh, like right here. If we try to say puts house.count, okay? If we save that and we go back to our terminal and try and run our program here, we'll see that uh, we will run into a no method error, undefined method count for our house instance that we tried to call that method on. Again, that is because this count method is only available on the house class itself. So let's look at uh, Two more things uh, dealing with self uh, before we wrap up this video on classes here, okay? We're gonna define two more methods. We're gonna define uh, another class method and then another instance method, okay? So let's make our, our no another class method first, okay? So I wanna make a method that maybe says, uh, like a class method called like report on count or something like that, okay? So what I wanna do is Although we can just get the count by uh, calling this method on the house class, uh, I want to I want to put the the number of record uh, the number of instances we've created into a sentence like kind of like a report like the house class has you know n number of instances. Okay, so what we're going to do here is we're going to define another class method. So we'll just say def self dot uh, and let's say report uh, count of instances for example okay and then let's end that off now what i'd like to do is uh again let's make a string here and uh let's just say there are 
and then we want to interpolate some number, okay, of uh, instances of the house class, okay. And actually, let's uh, let's get rid of house here, and let's uh, let's use some uh, Ruby stuff. So we'll interpolate something here, okay. So this first thing here, what I want to do is remember interpolation. We can write Ruby code inside this syntax, and Ruby will evaluate that code and uh, interject uh, the result into the string. So the first thing I want to do here is uh, I want to call this sound, uh, count method here so that we can get the value, the actual current number of instances of this class into this string here. Now, we could say self.count explicitly like this, but uh, what's actually uh, even cooler is that there's, uh, so this is an explicit self call right here. We're explicitly calling the count method on self. And in this context, self will be the house class itself. But there is uh, also what's known as the implicit self. Okay, so this being a class method, uh, and we can see here, so self is referring to house again. Okay, that self is what will also be uh, self within the context of the body of this method. And we can call uh, methods on the self object uh, implicitly in this case, we don't have to explicitly say self.count. So uh, let me show you what I mean by that. We can simply say count right here. And Ruby will know that we want to call the count method on whatever object self is uh, referencing right now. Okay. And then we can do the same thing here. So we want the name of the class in this case, uh, which is house. Uh, so what we can do is uh, in a previous video, I think we saw uh, we did like some class.name and we got the actual name in the house. Um, so we could do self.name, but again, let's practice using our implicit selves here. So we can just say name like this, okay? Now, Ruby will implicitly uh, try to call these methods on self for us. So uh, if we come down here, let's go, let's do the fir uh, first thing right here. Let's say uh, puts house.report count of instances, okay? And let's save that program and then, or let's save our program and then come back to our terminal, clear it out and run this. And we see uh, output to our terminal that is the uh, exact thing that we wanted, right? So we got zero because we start off with zero. We initialize this class variable to zero. So as a first method call here, you know, our count is still at zero. So that's why we see zero there. Uh, but it did call this count method that we've defined here on self, it just did it on the implicit self, okay? And the same thing happened for this name method here. Uh, it called the name method, which is a uh, built-in method in Ruby um, that all classes have a name method. Um, so it called that name method on self, the implicit self though, okay? Now we can do a similar thing for instance methods, okay? So let's say we have an instance method. I'll come down here and say def, um, let's just say, um, I don't know, details, okay, for example, which will just be a string that, you know, outputs the, um, the color and the uh, style of house. So we can say, uh, let's say this house is a color, and then we want to say style house uh, instance. Okay, just like this. Okay, 
So now let's save this. And again, what's going to happen here, so this is an instance method. We will call this method on an instance of the house class. In that context, when we do that, there's an implicit self here as well that's at play. And in this case, it will be the instance itself. So Ruby will go ahead and implicitly call these methods or call these methods on the implicit self, which will be an instance of uh, house here. So uh, let's look at a, a demonstration of this. I'm going to go ahead and delete this uh, line that is throwing our errors for us. So uh, let's do it after we print the initial or actually in, instead of um, showing these attributes one by one here, let's go ahead and say house or I'm sorry, uh, puts house dot details. Okay, like this. All right, so we'll save that. And then we will go back to our terminal here, clear it out and rerun our program and see what we get. So we see that we get the initial there are zero instances of the house class. And there's uh, the output of zero, which is coming from this uh, second line right here of our program. We then create a new house instance, and then we uh, output the uh, uh, return value of the calling the details method on our new house instance, which, uh, as we see here, properly you know um, interpolated the values of uh, the attributes for our house into this string. So this is a blue craftsman house instance. Okay, and then we see the output of our updated counter uh, to now uh, be one, which is coming from the last line of our program here. Okay, so I think that's where we'll end uh, our intro to classes uh, video here. Uh, there's a lot of information in this video. Um, definitely, if you need to rewatch it, definitely do that um, and play around uh, in IRB or you know write a program file if. If you need like practice with this, which I, I recommend you practice, even if you uh, feel that you don't need practice with it, just to make sure, you know, like without what, referencing this video or looking uh, anywhere else for um, help on uh, writing your own classes, try to do it on your own, see how far you can get and really test yourself and your understanding, especially when it comes to the self stuff and defining class methods and instance methods and knowing uh, what the implicit selves are. This stuff can be uh, pretty complicated, um, but it, the more you practice with it, it gets easier over time. I promise you that. Um, so just stick with it. If you need uh, any additional help, you know, reach out to us, reach out to in, you know, friends in the community of yours. Um, there, there's plenty of folks that are willing to uh, help you know, pair with you and help get you um, the knowledge that you're looking to obtain, you know, help get clarity about it. So definitely don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, from here, we will move on into looking at modules. So I will see you in that video.